the message is, is a continuation of last week's message from our hymn book 642. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a
And so the message this morning is trust and obey. Holy Spirit inspired this hymn writer. And he's saying to all this morning, there's no other way children of God can have happiness in Christ Jesus other than to trust and obey. And he will only abide with the children who trust him and do all that please him. Because in John 8 29, Jesus said, John 8:29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father had not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. That is Jesus talking about himself. That the Father was always with him. I never left him alone in the midst of battle. Because he did all that pleased God his Father. And so he's saying to us this morning that if we do all that please him, he will also abide with us. He will not leave us, he will not forsake us. And in John 16, 33, see what Jesus is saying to us, his children. That in me, you might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. That is, Jesus is saying to us, his children, who trust and obey him. That all that they have been saying, this mystery of the kingdom and we when they give you now so. This hidden truth. Now to give you now peace. In the midst of all tribulation, we did this world today now. What a loving Jesus. And we shall have this peace in abundance if we just simply trust and obey all his doctrines, all these hidden truth mysteries of the kingdom, where they give us. And if we trust him and obey all his doctrines, we shall be established in righteousness. Otherwise, if you are not establishing righteousness, you shall going to live in fear. And oppression will never be far away from you. 
Terror will never be fired from the terror of the night. Satan will use that to touch and to meet you. Demon will oppress you because you are not being established fully in righteousness. And that's what the devil is using today as a strategy. Fear of enemies, fear of sickness, fear of death, fear of witches and wizards. Many have not been delivered from this fear because they are yet to be fully established in righteousness. And it's only, I repeat, when we live in obedience, we trust in Jesus and live in obedience to all his doctrines, then we shall be fully established. Then oppression will fire from us. Then we shall have abundant peace. Isaiah 48, 18. Isaiah 48. Isaiah 48. 18. 18. Oh, that thou had hacking to my commandments. Then had thy peace been as a river, and thy righteousness as the waves of the sea. That is, if you trust me and obey my doctrines, your peace will be like a river. That's abundance of peace, overflowing. Abby? Peace in the midst of trouble. He said, and your righteousness shall be as the wave of the sea. That is to be fully established in righteousness. Look at Isaiah 54, why it is important to be established in righteousness. Isaiah 54, verse 14. Isaiah 54, verse 14. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. No, sir. You see why it is important? To be established fully in righteousness. That is, doing that which is right in the sight of God. All unrighteousness is sin before God. Have you? That's what the Bible says. Anything that you do that is not right in the sight of God is sin. And since you are fully established, you always want to do what is right. And blessings also in every area of our life can only come to us as a result of obedience to this doctrine of Christ, these mysteries of the kingdom of heaven which most Christians find difficult to obey. Doctrine of separation, doctrine in marriage, in burial, all the doctrine we don't teach us here.
What have I said? Blessings come as a result of what? Of trusting the Jesus and obeying all his doctrines. Most importantly, spiritual blessings. Material blessings, Nigeria. We shall leave them here one day. Have you not been so? But spiritual blessing will catapult us to heaven. So, this obedience is of more value and of great importance to God than all sacrifices you may want to give to God. Whether a sacrifice or prayer or sacrifice of praise worship, sacrifice of fasting. First Samuel 15, 22 to 23. First Samuel 15, 22 and 23. And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hacking than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. You see, you see, obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. sacrifice. You are regular in church activity. You know the mission is sacrifice. But are you obeying what you have been taught? These mysteries, do you obey? You are not sure. It's sacrifice. Do you obey what God is saying? Are you not compromising the sick? You are in the choir. You have beautiful voice like an angel. Are you obeying what Christ is saying? I want to tell you one thing today. Why most believers in Christ find it very difficult to obey the will of God? And that's why they will not bother to go and seek the will of God. Because they know say the will of God will contradict their own will. So they will not want to know the will of God. They say, if I go seek the face of God now, I go miss I go make it tell me the will of God. And no go coincide with it in my mind. So I don't need to bother to go and seek the will of God. Because they don't have trust in the Lord their God. That's why they find David court. See, if I go obey this way now. I don't go offend this person. Will I not hurt this person? Yes, you can hurt anybody. As long as it's the will of God you are doing. 
as long as God you are obeying. That's why Jesus Christ said he has not consent peace on it. He said that so they consent in the family. See, mother-in-law will do this, daughter-in-law. Abby? Father against son. Daughter against mother. That is what Christ says. Be ready to offend. Though. So far you obey me. And trust me. Because your enemies are within your household. Who will oppose you and face you. It can be your wife. Once you come to know this truth, and you are implementing this truth, and your wife is seeing that, huh? the thing they do before, you know they do them. The bad day will they do before, you know they do bad day. Well, I will start for house. I mean, not be so. Then Satan will raise her up in your home. While I was start. You see, a man's enemy, and these are the people he's talking about. They are in your house there. Now they go oppose you to stand in this truth. And if you are not careful, you go fall out of this truth. And he will drag you to hell. I mean, who, make, who make Adam fall? Not being wife. Now, person will get close to you. Now, Satan will use. Very close. To make you not to obey him and trust him. So those who get wives, they are why they drag them back. They are hearing the truth. They are why they drag them back. You know, see? The children, they go so. I don't like them. They know the way you're in there. Now, arrow they throw against your feet so. To make you stop going there. Now, Satan, they behind the door, not being the top. Just to pull you out of the way to heaven. So, now the person we want, we person trust, not being good obey. So, if you don't trust God, you find you've got to obey Him. So, Christians must be converted and be like little children, normal little children. Who believe that? The outcome of whatever their fathers ask them to do can never be of evil, but of good. I repeat, little children, normal little children, whatever their, their father tells them to do, their mind not good. Good say, is it evil, or is it good thing where my father make I do so? So far now, part of come because they trust whom in their father, not to wish evil, and say they go and be that thing. You know, sir? You know, even they cross their mind, say, ah, my father feels sent me to go and do something evil. No, no, they cross their mind. So, father, I'm a part of Now, I make a good round. We will be like this little children. That's why Jesus has said, you are converted. And be like little children. You can never enter the kingdom of heaven. Which I read example in the Bible of certain Jews will be say because they don't trust the Lord their God, the God of Israel. They did not obey what God told them to do. We have an example in the Bible. Jeremiah 42. 
verse 11 first. Jeremiah 42. Verse 11. Be not afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Be not afraid of him, said the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. Mm. These are the words of God through prophet Jeremiah to these Jews. See, don't be afraid of the king of Babylon. We will say they fear. Now because of that fear, that's why I want to come on for Judah to Egypt. But don't be afraid because I'm with you. I will save you. I will deliver you from the hand of this person where they fear so, this king of Babylon. That is promise of deliverance, Abby, from God to these Jews. Now, let's see what happened. Read 13 to 16 now. Jeremiah 42, 13. But if you say we will not dwell in this land, neither obey the voice of the Lord your God, saying, no, but we will go into the land of Egypt, where we shall see no war, nor hear the sound of the trumpet, nor have hunger of bread, and there we will dwell. You know, Sam? Jeremiah, they tell these Jews, see, the man of God said, we're going to not leave Judah. We're going to not go to Egypt. I will be with you to save you. Now, let's see whether these Jews obeyed. Despite say God, don't promise them. Say, I will deliver. Don't be afraid of the king of Babylon. Who will they fear? Jeremiah 43 now. Jeremiah 43. 40. 40. So Johanan, the son of Karea, and all the captains of the forces, and all the people, obeyed not the voice of the Lord to dwell in the land of Judah. So these Jews obeyed not the voice of the Lord because they did not trust the Lord their God for their deliverance that he has promised them. But if they trust God, for what he has said, Abby, and they are obeyed. God will save them, Abby, and deliver them, for they trust in God. On the contrary, the Lord God told Abraham to get out of his country and from his family and from his father's house into another land we never know at all with a promise to Abraham that I think will bless him. Abraham trusted God, Abby, and trusted in his promise and obeyed. You understand? That he left his family he trusted God and he obeyed. And God made good his promise to Abraham. He didn't fail in his promise. If our parents, in the course of our obeying this God, forsake us, 
for our relation for sake of sake. I disown you. You'll not be part of our family again. You must trust this God and his promise. Whom David trusted and he said, if my father and mother do what? Forsake me, the Lord will take me up. This is the promise of God. He will never fail. And so Abraham didn't bother leaving all his kindred, all his family, separation. Because God wants to run, wanted to run a program in life of Abraham. And he can only do that if he's separate from the family. Look at Psalm 27, verse 10. Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 10. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Who said this? David. Why he said it? Because of his trust in whom? And the Lord is God. So, I repeat, if in the course of obeying this truth, your family cut you off as being a member of the family, that's saying God we even create them. Now get their heart. By and by, go make them to be at peace with you. God, you understand by and by why you do that stand. Because he said, if your ways please me, Abby, you trust me and your ways please me. He's saying, go make all your enemies to be what? At peace with you. Now, Abraham is an example of obedience, Abby. We are talking about he leaving his kindred, Abby. Because he trusted God that he would never forsake him, we never abandon him. And he left to a place we never know. And God was with him, never abandon him. When it came to the question of now sending Ishmael out of his life, when God told him, Abraham, this Ishmael and this bondwoman, send them out of your home. Even though it was grievous, but he trusted God that this God, wait a minute, I send Ishmael out of my home, so he's taught towards me they are not of evil. He must be of peace. And so he obeyed because he trusted God. The child of promise, Isaac, God tell him again, Abraham, this is your son Isaac, where you lost so. Carry and go sacrifice him. This time around, without murmuring, he carried his son Isaac. They go sacrifice in obedience to what God said to him because he trusted God. Why he obey? Like I said before, because he know the thoughts of God towards him. They are not us of what? Evil. 
The thoughts of God towards each other who are in this truth, they are not thoughts of evil at all. They are good things to give you an expected end. And what was the expected end where God gave Abraham in obeying this thing because of his trust in him? The first one was the Ishmael will send out of him life. Ishmael is a wild man. Abi? Bible says, now waiting. Wild man. So, God's intention towards Abraham was that this wild man will live your life. Or that if this white man stay in your home, in your life, it will be trouble of your own life and of your matrimonial home. You know, sir? That was his better end. And so until he sent Ishmael out of his life, nine peace gone between Abraham who and his wife Sarah. He can't get peace too. Till Abraham died. He never saw Ishmael again. Then what did obeying God to go and sacrifice Isaac? What, what was the outcome? Not be blessing. Abi? Even though as he was going to sacrifice, he stopped him from going to do that. Abi? Abi, not be so. But the expectation he wanted to give him for obeying that was to what? Was to bless Abraham and all his seed. Were they not good thoughts towards Abraham? Were they of evil? No. Abi, let's see Genesis 26, 16 to 18. Let's see that one. 22, 16 to 18. Genesis 22, 16 to 18. Genesis 22, 16. And said, By myself have I sworn, said the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the families, all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. Because thou hast done what? Obeyed my voice. I will bless you. I will bless your seed. So the, the, the expected end that God wanted to give to Abraham was blessing in that obedience. So, but Abraham trusted God that the thoughts of God in asking me to do all these things are not of evil. The expected end will be good. Don't forget the message. Trust and what? Obey. And what does it mean to trust God? 
To trust God is to rely on his word and on his promises to us. And so, absolute trust in God is the key to unconditional obedience. To God and all that is seen to us. I repeat, to have absolute trust in God is the key to unconditional obedience to God and all that is seen to his people. Without trusting, you cannot obey. So that is, trust is that key, is the key. That's why we must always pray that God should put his trust in us. Give us the grace to trust him with all our hearts. And that is said. That's what he said. Say, don't lean on your own understand. Trust God with all your heart. Acknowledge him. Trust him to direct you in the right path. Because this trust is very important in this Christian race, if we must obey God. That's why the devil, as part of his trick, is fighting hard to remove our trust in God. That's what he does. So that we will not obey his will. Which are sites and instance in the Bible, in the scripture. What I mean that the devil is always fighting to remove our trust from God. We shall read Isaiah 37, 10 to 13. Isaiah 37. 10 to 13. Thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God, in whom thou trusted, deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, thou hast heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shall thou be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, which my fathers have destroyed, as Gozan and Haran and Rezev and the children of Eden, which were in Telassa? Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Aphad and the king of the city of Sepharvaim, Hena and Eva? Now, Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, Let not thy God, in whom thou trusted, deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. That was the messenger of Sennacherib, king of Assyria, speaking to King Hezekiah now. But now Sennacherib, now they talk. Not me, they talk. Now Satan, they talk to him. He said, don't let God, where you the trust, deceive you, saying Jerusalem shall not be given to the hand of the king of Isaiah. Saying, as God tell you, say, Ingo, divide Jerusalem from the hand of Isaiah, 
God they deceive you. You can only cite instances of what the king has said done to other nations. You can only cite instances of the kings that the kings of Israel have destroyed. He said, Have the gods of the nation delivered them which my fathers have destroyed? As Gozan, Aram, and, Rez, and the children of Eden, which were intelligent. Where is the king of Haman? Where is he now? King of Alpha, where is he? They never die. But were these kings who were destroyed by the king of Assyria? And the lands that were conquered, were they serving the true God? No. But the person where Satan talks to so true Sinakeri, in the side the true God, King Ezekiah, have And he trusts in the true God. But look at Satan foolishly. In the sight, this nation we Papa don't destroy. We don't conquer. The land we don't conquer. We be seen other God that they serve. So that is trick of Satan. Let not that God whom thou trusted deceive you. So Satan can be starting instances, throwing arrow into your mind. You know, see this one, I don't doubt this. This one, I don't doubt this. Now this is Nike, that one. God go feed the liberty so. So whatever arrow the devil may be throwing against your heart to make you remove your trust from God. Citing instances of what have happened to others. Citing instances of those who will not survive them. Citing instances of those who died or those who died or that. Now to waiting, remove your trust from this God. That's the aim of Satan. And that night trick. But tell the devil that you, you trust in this true God with itself. If those things happen to others, not be the go where they serve, not they serve. What shall we say of the three Hebrew children who trusted in the God of Israel and obeyed the God of Israel who commanded them not to bow down to any God, nor serve them? And so they refused to bow down in obedience to the commandment of God. Even at the threat to their lives, you know, sir? Because they trusted this God and in his promise. And what was the promise they trusted? Isaiah 43, verse 2. Look at the promise of God, where they put their trust in. Isaiah 43, verse 2. Verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. So, God promised his children that when they pass through fire, the fire will not burn them. Whatever is that fire? The flame will not kill you against them. And so when this king, they threatened these people, they say, go through the inside fire. They trusted the true God of Israel with their 
and actually God brought his promise to pass in their lives. The fire didn't consume them. No flame came against them. And what interests me is what I want you to want to read now. What did Tribune say to that king? You know, fear the king. Let us read what he said to that king. Daniel 3 now, 15 to 18. Daniel chapter 3, 15 to 18. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our Lord whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The king, they tell this tribute and say, if you know bow down to this great image, and worship this image as you hear the music they go on. We will cast you into the, into the midst of burning fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you? I'm reading 15 now. Out of my hands. You know, Siam? That he's trying to remove it, their trust in their God. Who is that God that will deliver you from my hands? Then the three bushes said and answered to the king, We are not careful to answer you in this matter. That is, <laughs> we will answer you quickly. If it be so, our God, whom we say is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace. You know, Sam? And he will deliver us out of the hand, O king. But if you know deliver us, being known, we're not going to even worship uh, this your great image. But we are sure he's going to deliver us. Because they trust in whom? In their God. And their God did not feed them. Did he not bring that promise to pass? Eh? Uh-huh. Look at it 21 now, verse 21. Verse 21. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Yes, go ahead. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Yes. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished Mm. and rose up in haste and spake and said unto his counselors, Did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Yes, go ahead. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the, to the mouth of the fi- burning fiery furnace, and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. Yes, stop there. You know, see, God opened the eyes to see, say, Jesus Christ was with them. You know, the nature may say, Jesus Christ will abide, will be with us as soon as we are doing all that pleases sin. Now, inside that fire, Jesus Christ was with them. Maybe the four persons. So, so Jesus Christ will be with his children in whatever trouble. 
whatever storms of life that come your way, whatever fire of persecution you are passing through, fire of your enemies, and the fire of the anger of your enemies, Jesus Christ is with you in that fire. It will not burn you. The flame will not kill against you. As long as you are doing that which pleases whom, this true God we are serving. And as we trust him, as he did it to this children, so it is in our own case. Dinner became a wonder to the king. And so we shall become wonder to our enemies. Amen. They don't try us and say, ah, wait, in, wait, which kind of God this person they serve? All the things we will try, nothing happened to run. Some will be bold enough to say, ah, which God do they serve? You know, tell you what you don't do behind though. May God be with us. And may God give us the grace to do all that is pleasing the Lord God. Once you trust this God and you are doing all that pleases him, you become a wonder to your enemies. Those who are bold, you know, come and ask you, which God will they serve? You mean they have been doing something? They have been throwing arrows against you. Will not work. But God has given us power to tread upon the power of our enemy. Have you? See, nothing will hurt us. So, let us trust this God and obey all that he's saying we should what? We should obey then God will make us a wonder. To whom? To our enemies. No enchantment and divination will get you as a child of God when you trust this God and obey. Don't allow the devil to remove the trust we have in God from our hearts. By certain senses, look at this one, what happened to this one? I know if you look at what happened to that one. God's deliver him. But the God will they serve, like I said, will not be the true God we will they serve. You are serving the God of truth. That is the true God. Abi? And you are living obedient to the truth that they teach you. That should be our consolation. So, these three bushes became a wonder. Abi? A wonder to whom? To the king. Because they trusted in that promise, say, you shall pass through fire. And when we pass through fire, it will not burn us. When we pass through river, it's with us. When we are passing water a day with us, whether in our water population, rivers or trouble, it's with us in that thing. By and by, he will put an end to that storm. As you keep on trusting him. In Jeremiah 17, 7 to 8, it is written. Those who put their trust in the Lord their God and live in obedience to all that they say, they are blessed. That's what that scripture says. And in verse 5 to 6 of that Jeremiah 17, those who put their trust in man, especially in the ungodly, and obey whatever the ungodly tell them to do, without seeking the counsel of the Lord God their God, are cursed. 
So it's better to trust in the Lord your God by obeying his commandments, his doctrines, than putting your trust in man. Some trust in their hearts. This is very dangerous. And so they go, they obey with their mind, they tell them. Listen. That's some people know. They, they are trusting in their hearts. And whatever their mind they tell you, neither they obey. Neither they do. Without asking God, seeking the face of God, seeking the Lord. At the end of the day, some people find that they, they have become foolish. Why did I say that? Because the scripture says any man will put trust in his heart is a fool. So you that you put your trust in your heart to do everything, to do things. Say, my mind tell me. Some people say, my mind tell me. That's the language. It's a common thing. You think my mind tell me. Whether this heart is deceitful and wicked. And you trust in that your heart. God himself will create heart. He said, deceive and wicked. He said, nobody will know Only God. That's what I'm seeking. So that you don't become a fool at the end of your action. Finally, we shall go back to that hymn. Hymn 642. Sans are four. It says, For the favor he shows, Sans are four now, and the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey. So the favor of God where they show people, the joy where they bestow upon his people are for those who will trust and obey what they have been taught. So if you want favor of God, Trust him, Abby, and obey him. So let us under to pray. We shall pray against every plan of Satan. To make our trust in God to depart. All his tricks, the Lord should frustrate his plan against my heart. Against this trust we are get for Jesus. All the arrow with it true. To me to cite instances around me waiting the happen to others around. Jesus, quench these arrows now. And restore my trust back to you again. In the name of Jesus. Prayer.
In the name of Jesus. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing back to us this word of truth that the only way by which we can be happy in this our heavenly journey is to learn to trust you and to obey every doctrine that you are teaching us. Lord, today we ask, make us like Abraham of old, who trusted in your word and your promise. And when you commanded him to leave his kindred, to leave his people, to leave even his land of nativity, to go to a place that he knew not. He did not look back. He did not consult with flesh and blood. He obeyed just as you commanded him. And he left, not knowing where he was going. But you never deceived him. You never led him astray. He landed in that land of promise, the Canaan, which you promised him, and he never regretted obeying you. Lord, make us like Abraham of old. For we, being the spiritual children of Abraham, give us a heart that you gave to Abraham, a heart that always loved to obey you, without doubt, without unbelief. Even when it looked grievous to him, yet he obeyed. Oh, Lord, give us such a heart. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yes. Lord, a heart that is ready to surrender all, give us such a heart. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes. If Abraham could surrender all, even that which he loved. When the Lord said, give it to me. Abraham, give it up. Though it was grievous in his sight, he gave up Ishmael. Even Isaac that he loved. When you said to Abraham, give it up to me for sacrifice. Oh Lord. Abraham did not consult flesh and blood. He did not even consult with his wife, Sarah. He didn't want anything to stand in his way of obedience. 
Lord, we ask for such a heart today. Give us such a heart. In the name of Jesus. So that in obedience, we will reap blessings. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh Lord, today you see our hearts. You know those things that we are finding difficult to give up. Oh Lord, you see those things that we are finding difficult to surrender. Even the doctrine of separation that many of us are still finding difficult to obey. Lord, today, help us. You that helped Abraham, Lord Jesus, help us. Help us, oh Lord, to surrender all to you. And as we surrender all to you, Lord, give us the blessing of obedience. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, make us like the three Hebrew children who did not fear the threats of the enemy. Even when the enemy threatened to take their lives, they said, be it known unto you, we will not bow down to worship your golden image. Because we know that the God that we serve is able to deliver us. And even if he chooses not to deliver us, O king, we shall not bow. Lord, give us such boldness. In this Christian faith, O Lord, give us boldness. When the enemy threaten us, Lord, may we not sell the truth. Help us, O Lord, to hold fast that which you have committed to our hands. So that, Lord, when we defend the truth, you will defend us for your great name's sake. In the mighty name of Jesus. O Lord, we ask, when the enemies come upon us like a flood, help us to remember the name of the Lord. Like Hezekiah, to go into the house of God and to seek his face. Lord, when we seek you, may we be found of you. Yeah. As Hezekiah sought you, and he was found of you. And Lord, when the enemies came upon him like a flood, you lifted a standard against the enemies. Father, do so unto us, O Lord. When we come to seek you, in our trying moments, O Lord, lift up a standard against the enemies that are pursuing us. As you did lift up a standard for Hezekiah, Lord Sennacherib, that made his boast in his gods, his gods filled him. Lord, all the enemies who are making their boast against us, let the gods that they depend upon fail them. In the name of Jesus Christ. And lift us far above their reach. As you lifted Hezekiah and the remnant of Judah. That Hezekiah, when he cried, Sennacherib could not come into Jerusalem. He could not come into that city. Because you struck his army. And all his army became dead. And in fear he ran. And even in the house of his God, you smote him and he died. Lord, let this be our testimony. All those who are seeking our lives, oh Lord, we ask oh God, lift us far above their reach. In the mighty name of Jesus, make them ashes under the sole of our feet. Give us power to tread them down continually, that they will not be able to hurt us. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh Lord, make Christian Gospel Church a defense city. Brazen walls, iron pillars, that even though the enemies fight us, 
Let them not prevail against us. Mighty God, hear and answer this prayer. In Jesus' name we pray.